You're listening to. Welcome to Books and Boba, a book club and podcast featuring books by Asian and Asian American authors. I'm one of your hosts, Marvin Yue. And I'm your other host, Riri Yu. And welcome to our end of June episode, where we're going to be talking about our June book club pick, None of the Above by I.W. Gregorio. None of the Above is the... Let's... Oh, well, I'll read the... Um, the book jacket. The book jacket, yeah. So, um, when Kristen Latimer is voted Homecoming Queen... It seems like another piece of her ideal life has fallen into place. She's a champion hurdler with a full scholarship to college, and she's madly in love with her boyfriend. But a visit to the doctor throws everything she thought she knew about her perfect life into question. Kristen discovers that she is intersex, which means that though she outwardly looks like a girl, she has male chromosomes, not to mention boy parts. Dealing with her body is difficult enough but when her diagnosis is leaked to the whole school, Kristen's entire identity is thrown into question. As her world unravels, can she come to terms with her new self? Yeah, um, I guess before we get into like the plot and our general impressions on the book, I think it's very important to preface uh, what our knowledge was on intersexuality and I guess uh, like different types of sexualities and mm-hmm. uh, like. And like you know, gender roles. Like I think it's really important to like cover that because I, <laughs> I, I think I think like depending on like where you grew up or like what high, what kind of high school you went to, like that level of education can be different. Yeah. So I mean, like for me, I guess I'm, like I'm from Georgia, and even though um, I'm from Fulton County, like which is like the same county as Atlanta, pretty much. Okay. It's you know. It, there, there, there's a lot of like wealthy people there like it's like upper middle class to like you know pretty pretty well off middle class uh people and education is pretty great but i would say that like my sex ed was not <laughs> like not the best um yeah like like well, i don't I think like I, when I don't we were think... growing up i mean sex ed in terms of gender education was still pretty I don't know how progressive it is these days, but it was still pretty much like, you know, they split up the boys and the girls in the different classrooms and they kind of play a video. I don't know how yeah, it was for you. It, it was the same for me, but like, you know, you know, usually the videos are with like real people, right? Mm. So the video that they showed us was cartoons <laughs> and it was really hard to like get correct information because mm. it's like, it's cartoons and you know, like Georgia, I would say even if you live in the Atlanta area, it's very conservative. Mm. So, um, and definitely like religious, a lot of like Christian organizations and churches around uh, around Georgia. So, um, so it was it was definitely like they would do the whole like condom thing and like on on the banana, but they definitely mm. did not cover like. Um, like transgender, gay, uh, bisexual. They didn't cover any of that when I was in high school. Yeah. And then I ended up going to NYU, which is like one of the most liberal schools <laughs> in the country. And uh, I remember it was it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like a culture shock, even though like I, I I would like to say that I didn't grow up being discriminating against people with different uh, mm-hmm. like 
different genders and sexualities than me. But um, but well, quite frankly, I just didn't have the knowledge. Yeah, and when you're not, when you don't grow up in a in a environment where um, that kind of openness is a allowed and be encouraged, it's easy to you know live your life thinking that. Like it's easy to live your life not having those experiences. Like even for uh, myself, you know, I grew up in the San Diego Valley, and even in our sex ed class, we didn't really talk about homosexuality or LGBT issues as much. I mean, like I like growing up, like I definitely knew like what a gay person was, right? Mm-hmm. Like, but but at the same time, I didn't quite understand uh, when I was like sixteen years old. Like, um, you can be gay, but you can also be like. Like say if you're a guy and you and yeah. uh, you like you like guys like I didn't quite understand that like you can be gay but also like masculine quote unquote in right, like gender right. roles like I like like there was like this misconception of like oh gay guys are like feminine and like they talk in a very like certain way and and like you know once I went to college I you know I a lot of my classmates were uh, gay or bisexual uh, and. And like I had to like ask them a lot of questions, <laughs> like, um, like. But that's good that you're you ask questions instead of like kind of closing yourself off because there's there's that reaction too, which is like, oh, yeah, we can't be friends anymore. Like I remember, I had like one, um, I had a couple of classmates who were transgender, mm-hmm. and um, and this was like right around like freshman year, right? So uh, they may have come from like the middle of nowhere like <laughs> like kansas or, or like like a very rural area and once they come to the city they start their transitioning uh th- they start their transition and um i remember it, w- it it was like really confusing for me because i didn't understand pronouns right because i was just like oh, wait like transgender does that mean that like you're also transsexual like i had to, i really really had to ask a lot of questions and um thankfully like nyu is very uh like I think within or, like within the first week of orientation, they like hammer those things into you, <laughs> uh, like uh, because you're you're in the city, you're in Manhattan, you're going to meet uh, people of very uh, varying uh, sexualities and races, and yeah, yeah. So, but like intersex is still something that I like. Before I read this, started reading this book, I didn't really know much about it. Like I, I knew maybe like the general definition of it, but I yeah. didn't quite understand the science behind it. And I also didn't understand like, um, I guess like the social stigma of it, like how much prejudice and how much <laughs> discrimination they have to like go through. I mean, I think, um, and um, full disclosure, um, both Riri and myself are straight heterosexual. Yeah, we're cisgender. We're <laughs> heterosexual. Um, so if we do say anything incorrect or wrong, um, feel free to correct us um, on our on our forums or on Twitter or whatever. Yeah, um, we we do want to learn too. That's part of the part of being part of living in this you know in, in our culture in 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 our times is being open to always learning and and like being um, being aware that you might know you don't know everything. Yeah, and you learn by making mistakes. Yeah, and, being and, okay and, with saying sorry and like, and also I didn't like, know that. don't like yeah. we, we say like, oh, if we say anything in incorrect, like please feel to like you know let mm-hmm. us know. But we also mean like don't crucify us because <laughs> we we are trying. Um, but the reason why I assigned uh, this book for uh, the month of June was because you know it's Pride Month, mm-hmm. and uh, while there are a lot of uh, like books with lesbian gay and even bisexual protagonists 
uh, written by Asian and Asian American authors, I feel like there's not a lot when it comes to intersex. Yeah. Like I can only think of maybe like one or two books and they're not written by someone of Asian descent. Right. So this was really the only one I could find (laughs) that that was like on intersex and written by an Asian, uh, Asian American author. So yeah. And I'm glad you did because I feel like, um, regardless of my thoughts about the book as a whole, um, I think I learned a lot about just um, just seeing the world through the experience of Kristen. Yeah. 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 And um, the author, um, I.W. Gregorio, she is actually a... Uh, she's uro- a surgeon, right? Yeah, she's a surgeon. Yeah. And I, I think more specifically, she's a urologist. Okay. Um, but... This, uh, but the but the protagonist, uh, Kristen Latimer, she's actually based on a real patient that Gregorio treated mm-hmm. when she was doing her residency at uh, Stanford, I think. Yeah, a young girl, right? Another. Yeah, like a young girl, and and she was actually from like a poor uh, background, and uh, she was she really didn't have much of a support system. Yeah, and uh, Gregorio said, and I think it was like in the acknowledgments, um, she said that like after. Uh, she treated the patient for surgery like she had like surgically removed the uh like the male the testes, part, yeah, yeah. The testes but um afterwards she didn't she never saw that patient again and she was really concerned that uh like because she didn't have a very strong support network like what would happen after surgery like if she would even have people that she can turn to to ask questions yeah um so like I think that was why she was really, um, like, she was inspired to write this book. It makes sense because, you know, as we've talked a lot about representation in media and for us in literature, you know, being able to have people you can relate to for any of your, like, your identities is is huge. And it kind of makes sense that, like, this book, um, kind of the scenario that it puts its protagonist through is kind of like the worst case scenario for a high school girl. Yeah, like every yeah. <laughs> every bullying incident you can possibly think of, it is in this book. But like regardless of uh like for me, like I I would say like general impression, like mm. I don't remember half the things that happened in this book. Maybe it's because like I read it like maybe like a week and a half ago and um and I kind of like read it in all in one go. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a pretty like fast read. I remember it took me a little bit to get into it, just because the first few chapters is very like establishing, not just establishing, but very like I was like, oh, YA stuff, like, Mel- melodramatic. It's about high homecoming night yeah. and like first time with a boyfriend. I was like, ah, <laughs> but like once, but, but that's like part of teen- teenhood, yeah. and it's it's meant for younger audiences. So. No, I get it. Uh, but once it got into like the meat of the conflict, I, yeah. I was really into. I was once like, you, I once you put hit it down. like yeah. chapter four, it's just like, oh, it goes. Um, yeah. But like when I went on Goodreads and I read like uh, the reviews before mm-hmm. I started reading the book, um, why would you? Why? why? I don't know. Is sometimes that like a, is, some... that, is that a good strategy? I mean, sometimes, but like I guess for this book, I just felt like um, I needed. I think I read like the first chapter and then mm-hmm. I and then I read the uh, reviews. Okay. Maybe it was because like I just wanted to know like what I was getting myself into. That's but, true. But like a lot of people there were, it was like a good mix. There were people who gave the book like a lower rating, but mm. they said at the very top like I think everyone should read this book. 
simply because it like breaks down intersexuality and uh like gender uh gender issues like really really well yeah but at the same time they were like i did not like this book and they were very, <laughs> they were very respectful about it and that's really rare by the way when you see like a book with like a two or three star rating <laughs> um but like the people and and there were people who gave it like four or five stars yeah and, and there were people and there were some people who were um who who were intersex and they're saying like it's so great to see someone who is my age uh with the same uh like same kind of struggles that i have and that's why representation matters yeah. so much um, so regardless of whether or not you like this book i think it is is definitely an important book yeah why literature it, up top i want to say like i enjoyed the book um like i said once i got past the first few the first few chapters um I was like into the conflict, like so. Just like on the very top, I won't say I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I guess we can now that we just got our backgrounds out of the way because, like, <laughs> you know, like it colors our perspective. It's yeah. gonna, it's gonna color our opinion. So I mean, I, that's why I wanted to set that record straight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I was a little um, not uncomfortable, but a little like, like anxious to start just because it's such. Um, it was such. Um, unfamiliar territory for like what i usually read uh which is good because it's a book club and we're supposed to do that but yeah yeah i mean like when i pick the books for book club um i try to b- pick books that you know i haven't read mm-hmm. but even 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 if it's like a genre that i'm familiar with i still try to like yeah pick something that's a little bit different and this was very different uh from what <laughs> i usually read um but i guess we can get to uh get to like the story of it so we open up with uh the introduction of our protagonist Kristen, Kristen who is a, a track star track star she's a varsity hurdler she has a scholarship to state which i guess is probably i don't know suny or yeah i mean this book <laughs> takes place in uh like fictional new york right no it's actually a real town really utica utica oh, okay. yeah that's actually the town that the author is from okay yeah um, sorry, I stalk the authors a little bit when I <laughs> when I do research for books. Um, but, so a state like um, so it's like it's kind of like upstate New York, I would say. Yeah. So it's is it's that like Rutgers. No, Rutgers is Jersey. No, Rutgers is Jersey. Mm. So, um, so like I would say it's it's like upstate New York. I'm not exactly sure where it's geographically located exactly. Mm. Like I don't know if it's like closer to Boston or like right. Connecticut, but. but um, there's like two main universities. They talk about the U and state, which it, it, it ultimately doesn't matter. She has a scholarship to yeah. university, uh, a track scholarship. Um, she is basically a part of this like three girl crew. Yeah. Uh, so like she's someone who she's the quote unquote it girl. Like she is popular. She is athletic. And I mean, she's like, she seems it, pretty smart too. It adjacent, I want to say. Like, isn't like her best friend V is kind of like the it girl. Okay. She's the queen bee. Okay, so like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, she's in that crowd, I, mm. I guess. And um, you know, it it is it establishes that she and her boyfriend Sam. I think Sam is also a track star, yeah. or is he in football? I'm he's a track sure. star. He's okay. He's a yeah, track he's star. A so they both like run every morning, and, and and like it's established that they've been dating for a while now, and they're going to homecoming together, and, um, and they're totally gonna do it. Yeah, that that is like 
like straight off the bat like chapter <laughs> one like they they have sex and i was actually really shocked by that because it's so rare to see like sex scenes in in ya books yeah and i well, was that like first chapter was like like a quarter of the book i felt like well yeah yeah <laughs> but like it it like i had to like put down the book for like a short like 10 to 15 minutes because i was just like wait what like <laughs> like i i know like she like the character needs to have sex in order to uh find out that she is intersex mm-hmm. because i found because a well, that's lot like of the, that's the triggering yeah um, that's like a lot of intersex teens they find out yeah. that they're intersex because of that um or yeah but i like it, it it was just like shocking. It was like what? <laughs> <laughs> it was the same as when I was reading uh, when we were reading our first book pick, like Heroin Complex. When we got to the sex scene. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. It was, it's it going was, there. I was like, oh, it's going there. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, we we kind of get we we kind of get like what what kind of person uh, yeah. Chris, Kristen is. But I guess we can move on to like. Well, that. she's also well liked, so she wins Homecoming Queen in spite of her like bestie bff being like the obvious more like power girl yeah right yeah so like she you know she goes make and makes an appointment with like her gynecologist her friend's gynecologist her friend's because she's never so did they make so there's a lot of leaps in logic here like she's never seen a gynecologist despite being um she's like 17 at this point 18 she's a senior right yeah she's like 17 18 yeah um because she's never had a period and then yeah um part of it is because um, they justify, oh, like, oh, it's because she runs track, so that's probably why, like, I don't know, if, I guess because, if you run like, a lot. Yeah, you run a lot, like, your periods are lighter, or um, you, you don't get yeah. them at all. But also because her, mo- her mother passed away from yeah. cancer, so she never had, like, a, she doesn't have that... Um, guidance. Feminine guidance, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So... I mean, like, that that really was a leap in logic for me, not because she's never seen a gynecologist mm-hmm. before, because I understand if you're from, like, a more... I guess conservative town, mm. and it, it depends on your parents as well. Well, they don't might, have a reason. Yeah, to, they yeah to, they yeah. might like not understand that you need to go see doctors at like certain ages. But mm-hmm. um, I found it really hard to believe that you know you're seventeen, eighteen. You're not like you're not growing body hair. You're not like you don't have <laughs> so you don't have a period like. Like I feel like if I was seventeen, I would actually be really concerned. Like I would probably go by myself if, if well, I mean, like I was in, in that person's it shoes. It seems like but. she has a healthy dose of like justification, like self justification of things that she's read or heard. Her dad seems to not be unless he's like into it, unless he's like unless yeah. he wants to learn about things, he doesn't really learn about things. And his her aunt's kind of like aloof. Yeah. 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 I mean, like, I, I just got the feeling that the town was kind of, it was more on the conservative side, yeah. especially since, like, a lot of uh, the people she knows uh, go to church. Like, her mom went to church and, yeah. like, their family went to church. So, it might just be that she's from, like, a more conservative background and she just didn't get the, uh, I guess, like, medical guidance <laughs> of, of, like, like there's something wrong. Like, you... Like you can tell that something is is different, but I guess you know going to the, going to a doctor is yeah. kind of scary. And well, I mean, and her friends were always like, "Oh, you're so lucky, you know." Having, oh yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, I don't know. Would would that be something your friends notice? I don't know. Um, I mean, among girls, yeah, like mm. you you would notice because, like, 
I can relate because I come from like a semi-conservative town mm. and like you can't really openly ask questions to adults. <laughs> so you like so the only way you can really find out about about like things regarding your body you ask your friends or you ask like older girlfriends for guidance and i guess everyone's kind of like a dumb teen anyway so they can like they believe what they believe yeah they believe what they believe yeah (laughs) um but yeah like she ends up going to her friend's uh gynecologist because she had like tremendous pain during like the first time she's trying to well not because of that i think it's because she had sex so she wants to like make sure she doesn't have stds or well it wasn't because of that because like they didn't even like quote unquote complete sexual intercourse because uh like right am i getting confused with her excuse yeah you you might you might yeah Yeah. but like like she had tremendous pain during uh during her first time because and she knows that like that's normal because you hear you hear stories but at the same time she's like no this like this was like like my my (laughs) vagina was on fire it was it was so bad um so like she goes to she goes to her gynecologist and that's when she finds out her diagnosis like yeah. she has like she has testes she doesn't have a uterus she doesn't have a cervix and um it was it was it was just like it was really fascinating to read that scene though because mm-hmm. I thought that was like the most accurate like doctor patient kind of like, like the doctor doesn't know doesn't know what to say yeah. like you can tell she's wrestling with like how much do I tell this girl it was like it was just so yeah. accurate as to like what <laughs> happens when you uh go see a doctor and like yeah. and they give you like consultation um but it was it was just really interesting because she's trying to explain the diagnosis to you know to Kristen, mm-hmm. but but like Kristen like just like cannot connect the dots yeah it's like oh does that mean like does that mean i'm gay and it's just like no like you know gender yeah. gender is uh, non-binary and like she's and, and it's like oh well does that mean like i'm transgender and it's just like no you're you're a girl like like yeah yeah so like she's learning all these things about like oh, about how how um gender is like gender is more of a social construct so yeah if you yeah. identify as a girl then you're a girl then you're a girl yeah yeah and like she she has like a very hard time, uh, right? Like understanding it, and and and, it's, and her dad gets brought in, and her dad gets brought in, like every like teenage girl's nightmare, right? <laughs> like like your dad like listening to uh, how your body is yeah. changing, or like, um, and then all he cares about is the cancer risk. Yeah, because her right. mom had uh, died of cervical cancer, yeah. and I thought that was like I thought that was really weird when like. I'm jumping ahead when the dad is like doing a ton of research, yeah, and he finds out that because uh, Kristen doesn't have a cervix, he's like, "Oh, you can't, you can't, you don't have cervical, you can't get cervical cancer." I feel like that was meant to be like a very poignant, like kind of like a very. I know that was supposed to be a poignant yeah. scene or moment, but I I just found that really weird and funny. <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, wait, like I feel like your priorities are not. Well, I, I guess it in is kind right of funny places. too, yeah, because it's like the dad is because the dad is so like, I mean, the dad is a he's an engineer, right? Or he's a uh, mechanic, or what is he? I I I honestly don't remember. I mean, the the dad is obviously very very focused on whatever he puts his mind on, and. It, that's kind of his character trait is he is like the google master and he will search for every single shred of information on like your affliction no matter what yeah and it just like it's like his his soul it feels like yeah like his soul goal is to make sure that yeah like you can't get you can't 
you won't die the same way your mom died. Yeah. That's like his whole... But like yeah. what I found it really hard to believe was like he found that out after all of that research, right? <laughs> like like two, three hours of research. Right. And it's just like when the doctor was saying that she doesn't have a uterus and she doesn't have ovaries, <laughs> I think you should have known like right then that like she doesn't have a cervix and yeah. she wasn't going to die of cervical cancer. I feel like the doctor would have explained that to him like right off the bat. <laughs> but I like I, I just thought that moment was really odd. I thought it was kind of like it was. I don't know. I I felt I felt like it was an important scene. Yeah, but like, yeah. but the scene with the doctor. I, I keep going back to this because mm-hmm. it because like this is how a lot of uh, teenagers uh, who um, have like unique conditions like find out about their diagnosis, one, right? Yeah. One thing I really liked about the book too is it kind of went through all the different types of doctors that yeah. like treat like conditions like 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 not conditions but like um, are available. Right, you have like you have the gynecologist, you have the urologist who does the surgery, and then you have the therapist who like makes sure mentally you're like doing okay. Yeah. Right. And it just like I think what this book does well is really kind of identify all the different sources of support that a person going through this this you know awakening can has in their life. Yeah. So they don't they don't feel alone. Yeah, like one one line that really stood out to me was when uh, when uh, Kristen was finding out that uh, when she finds out her diagnosis and she realizes that she has male parts, mm-hmm. immediately she says like, "Oh, so I'm a hermaphrodite," and mm-hmm. like the doctor's like, "No, not exactly." No, the like, doctor calls her hermaphrodite. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, and the right, doctor right. immediately pulls it back. You mean it's like which is like the worst? Like I think that's that one line that doctor this. The doctor's the reason everything in this book happens because she says that one phrase. Well, I th- like I could understand that actually happening though because mm-hmm. like of someone who like doesn't understand who doesn't have a lot of um, right. like, prior education on on like like human anatomy. It's just <laughs> like okay, you're 17 years old. You don't you have no you're scared. You have no idea what's going on. Mm-hmm. So it's just like this is the quickest way for you to understand like what's to deal with your body. But then it's like but. Da, 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 da. like yeah i mean hermaphrodite that that word comes from like it comes from mythology right like it's it's like a i i think the actual word like it comes from like a mythological creature with both uh of like a fully functioning male and female um fully functioning male and female body parts okay. and the thing is like medically that's not possible you can't have <laughs> you can't have a fully functioning like like Actually, I think it is possible. Wait, is I, it possible? No, because like I, I read an article and it said like it's not f- it's not possible to have fully functioning both like male and female body parts. That like that is a myth. Like there are different uh, conditions to like being intersex, but uh-huh. like having like one hundred percent. I mean, function in terms of like being able to reproduce. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Yeah, but I I feel like I've read or heard a story of someone who like can like have sex both ways oh no i'm not talking about like having sex both ways i'm mm. like saying like oh just like, like bi- f- biologi- biologically like okay, you, okay. like like <laughs> <laughs> it, it's it's like very hard to, like but right, anyway yeah, yeah. like it's it's a word that is outdated and it, it and it's considered a slur and mm-hmm. like you know she's and kristen kristen has to like go through um I mean, I think Kristen is lucky in a way because she has like these adults around her who yeah. are very supportive and actually very open-minded. 
and yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll we'll get into that further, <laughs> um, but like, I was actually surprised by that because because in my opinion, like. Yeah, I feel like the adults would be less open-minded, and the kids would be more progressive. Well, given like what you know about her community as well, I yeah, guess. So, that's, yeah. That's, but yeah, so um, what ends up happening is so she's dealing with these revel this revelation, and decides to go to a kegger um, with her friends because she wants called? to be normal. Is that what the kids call it? That's what we called it back in the day, a kegger. <laughs> um, and, um, and in a drunken moment of drunkenness i guess reveals well she, she tries to have sex with uh, sam again and it, it doesn't work no it does work the second time are you talking about homecoming because homecoming like no, when the, she the has, second time like after she starts the second time when they both get smashed the hot tub party mm-hmm. where where like they have like sex in, in one of the one the bedrooms yeah the bedrooms yeah like she she has sex with him and he like ejaculates in her oh okay. but the problem is like like it feels okay at first but then like it's still her right it, yeah because yeah. he's not being like considerate <laughs> like mm. like she like she she kind of like well she goes through the, the dilation process to kind of enlarge her. yeah that, little, that's one of the things yeah. that um, the doctor told her is like yeah you have like a th- three inch vagina yeah i mean like uh, this is a very comfortable not comfortable. this is like yeah, anyways. Yeah, but yeah. like she like it's successful but at the same time like she is in so much pain during during yeah. this process and uh, that was really uncomfortable for me to read cuz I'm mm-hmm. just like cuz I don't think it's right to when, like put yourself through Yeah, to yeah. put yourself self through pain during during something that's supposed to be between like two people that are supposedly in love and respect each other and, you, and therefore respect each other's bodies. But Yeah. Uh, you know, as we as it turns out, that Sam is uh, kind of a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So she tells V, her queen bee best friend, and then um, they all go home. Afterwards, like uh, her her friend V drives them. Her and her friend Faith home. Faith is like her the third member of their girl crew. So so of, there's a uh, there's. Kristen, V, and Faith. And yeah. that's the trio. Yeah, and the three of them have been friends since they were, I guess, infants. Yeah, they're, they've they're been parents. friends for 18 years. So. Yeah, because their parents all went to, was it yoga class or some, was it even before, like Lamaze class or something? It, it was it was like yoga class, like yeah. post, postpartum, postnatal, yeah, postnatal yeah. yoga. So we get to the point where she tells her friend V, uh, V takes him home, and then like, she passes out. Okay, so this, the important the important part in the story is she passes out drunk on her couch, right? And then she throws up all over it mm-hmm. uh, during her dream, and so her dad confiscates her phone and shuts down the, the internet. Yeah, yeah. So she's kind of like operating blind for like like a weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not even that long. Um, but during that time, she um, also half reveals to Faith, her other friend, her more like mousy. Um, just wants people to get along, friend. Yeah. Um. She well, we, she she tells V first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but after she gets confiscated, oh she yeah, also after, tells oh Faith. yeah, you're right. Yeah, like after her phone gets confis- confiscated, she yeah. like runs over to Faith's house and yeah, yeah, tells her in person. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, basically um, she go back. She goes back to school the next day. Um, Faith gives her a ride and finds out that the whole school knows. Uh, what hap- Actually, what happens is like the morning, the morning of uh, the day, like she goes back to school. Mm-hmm. Like she, 
like she gets like a call or a text from faith and she's just like oh i just wanted to make sure you're okay and she's like um she's like well yeah like um and, and like faith kind of hints like oh like i hope people you know yeah like i hope people are okay with your diagnosis like i hope people believe the fact that you aren't you aren't like a dude Right. Because, like, I think Faith had, like, this misconception of, like, oh, like, because you're intersex means that you're, like... Actually a guy. You're actually yeah. a guy. But, and then she explains to her in And the she car. explains to her. And then Faith is like, oh, well, I hope other people believe that, too. And she's <laughs> just like, what do you mean, other people? And she checks her phone, and it, and she's getting all these notifications on her social media. And it turns out, like, there's, like, on Facebook... Um, people are photoshopping her face onto yeah. naked dudes. Yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. and it's getting, like, tons of likes. And when she goes to school, um, people are calling her a lot of... Um, yeah, they call her Christopher. Um, Christopher and a lot of slurs that I do not want to say on this podcast. But if you have read the book, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> they're bad. It's, well, it's really bad. And then the first thing she wants to do is just go straight to Sam. Right. To yeah. Like explain herself to explain because I herself, guess, yeah. Um, yeah, because I guess she realizes that Sam must know by now, and basically he he's like with his uh, jock friends, like at his locker. No, no, the jock friends come after. The oh, did they come, come after? after? Yeah. He, okay. Um, she runs into him at his locker, and he like looks at her like she's like a monster. Like, get away from me! I don't date dudes. And then. As like they're trying to like as she's trying to explain herself, um, the football dudes come, which include Bruce, which is um, V's boyfriend, and they make fun of not her as much as she makes they make fun of him. Yeah, they for make being, fun of like, Sam. They're they're just like oh like you did it in the butt and yeah. like, um, and they they just assume that because Sam had sex with someone who is intersex, he's gay. Yeah. and it's just like that's totally not correct <laughs> and uh like a lot of a lot of their taunts are coming from a place of ignorance and yeah usually that like like when it comes to bullying i think that that is like a typical uh case like a lot of yeah. people bully because they have no idea what they're talking about and it's just easier to make fun of something that they, just, they don't understand they hear one thing they connect it with another and then they like blast you for it right yeah. they hear oh you're you're not a girl, so he must be a dude, which means he had sex with a dude, so he must be gay. Yeah, they're just like, oh, right. where's your dick? And it's just like, she doesn't have one. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like they just immediately make all these, like, really wild it gets assumptions. Really, yeah, it gets really uncomfortable. And then she goes, like, basically to her, the only person she told, who would have told Sam, was V, her, her BFF, her Queen B BFF. So she confronts her and then basically accuses her of telling everyone um out of spite right because um i guess her best friend v was supposed to was supposed to quote unquote win homecoming queen Mm -hmm. but then kristen won it instead so she assumes that she's just like getting back at her yeah for that right yeah yeah something like that something along those lines something really like teen like something teens would only say in like a well like like the assumption is because like like v v is insisting like i did not tell yeah. anybody and then she, and then like uh kristen's like are you sure like not even one person and v's like v admits okay well i told my mom because yeah. it was like too much for me to handle and then it's just like oh my god you told your mom <laughs> like, yeah and, and so like the assumption is that her mom must have like, told, must sam's, have told mom. sam's mom and then like sam's mom told sam or like yeah. so, like rumors spread somehow through this yeah like, 
and then it's interesting because during the entire exchange like every single movement that v makes is being seen as a sign of betrayal from Kristen's point of view Mm -hmm. right the way she looks the way she's like posturing herself and so i think it's yeah like probably 18 years of kind of putting up with her shit comes boiling up at the worst time right yeah yeah because they're characterized as people who kind of like know each other's quirks yeah like knows how to push each other's buttons and how knows how each other's knows how each other reacts to things yeah so like the bullying really um really escalates uh pretty quickly um like what what went from like like getting like photoshop pictures on her social media like it goes from that to like her locker being vandalized yeah getting vandalized um, and then just to like stares and kind of asides from her classmates yeah like yeah and like how like she needs faith her other best friend to like walk her to classes otherwise it's just not safe Mm -hmm. and um having um and like just like going to class and like people like shrinking away from her yeah um so basically her whole life is essentially from her point of view falling apart right her social status is like is gone her boyfriend doesn't want her anymore like her her boyfriend pretty much dumps her um and her her best friend one of her best friends is like betrayed her betrayed her and and her the only other thing she can hang her head on which is her running is also in jeopardy because you know schools are putting complaints that you can't like have a dude run girls races yeah and her scholarship is in jeopardy too yeah right i mean like i thought that part was um Like I, I thought that part was really ridiculous. The the <laughs> fact that her school was just like, oh, you like can't join, you can't be on track until uh, we have like. This. Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's just school politics. Like, you can't have you compete with if your status is like under investigation, right? Yeah, but they say like quote unquote under investigation. But then her, like her dad, is doing like mountains of Google research, <laughs> right? And he finds out that you can't. Uh, you can't like kick someone off of, off of an athletic team just because they're intersex. There is like an actual fine print. Well, to... it's the NCAA rules, right? Yeah, but that happens afterwards. I feel like during that time, I mean, I it like... makes sense. Like the coach is like dealing with like parental pressure, and I like... mean, but like it's just like I feel like her coach should have known the fine print. I feel like the mm. school, like especially the school, <laughs> should have known like every like. Like, you should have known the fine print. They should I have, think you they give public schools way too, better, like, a, like, way too much credit for knowing how to no, handle these things. No, I am cynical. Things. Like, yeah. I'm cynical. I, I think that they knew, but they had parental pressure, and they were like, oh, well, sorry, like, you can't be on the track team. That's yeah. just, like, what my, uh, like, that's just my perspective on how it went down. But then afterwards, when, like, all he, she needed to do was show her coach proof, and she's back on again. Yeah, right, which so. I also thought was like a little bit too optimistic. I was <laughs> like, "Are you kidding me?" Like, I'm pretty sure like like a conservative school like that yeah. would have like pushed it for like a year. Um, like, <laughs> like, but yeah, like, like, well, you're graduating in a year. Like, <laughs> what, like, like, what's the, what's the point? Like, I feel I felt like that was wrapped a little bit too easily. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah, so everything's taken basically taken away from her, and she pretty much removes herself from school. Her guidance counselor allows her to do homeschooling for six weeks right? that's like the deal. And if you want to extend that, you have to get a doctor's letter. Yeah. And so now we enter like the latter half of the book, which is basically her pretty much finding her support and getting her 
um, life oh, we, back in order. We we skipped a very crucial part though, because mm. like she like right after she gets her diagnosis, like she keeps insisting like I want my testes removed, like yeah. I want my boy parts to be cut like cut off, mm-hmm. and and like her doctors are just like you can't just do that, like it is a very big decision, and like a lot of like there's a lot of like moral uh yeah like moral issues with doctors doing that because for a long time like surgeons would uh would like just do corrective quote-unquote corrective surgery right on like babies who were born intersex and that's it not allowed anymore because it affects like because whether or not you're a male or female your body needs especially as a teen as like a, a, a someone going through puberty and the, still developing you need the hormones to help you you know yeah maintain balance and whether or not it's that's estrogen or testosterone you need that and if you remove it then like you're you have to take yourself. medication forever and yeah. it's just like well once you keep taking medication like you don't know the side effects you don't yeah. know how your especially at such a young age you I don't thought, know how your body's going to develop i thought that was a really interesting part like, again like like i mentioned before this is kind of like the what this what Kristen goes through in this book is like the worst case scenario for someone her age to find out about her her um her gender in at that point in time and to have like everyone known like have all this pressure like I think um um so later on um she meets Gretchen which is um a another um intersex, intersex um girl through her um, the support group. Yeah. Right, who like wrote like a seventeen article about being intersex, and basically she was kind of horrified to learn that Kristen had removed her her testes. Yeah, so soon after her yeah. diagnosis too. And it goes to show. I think. Um, I mean, I I think I, I know why the author wrote that part because it, like in that moment in like her like panicking like in this like very very trying time that would be what someone would want to do. Yeah. Um, what I don't get is what 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 I wish would have happened was that her dad or her like 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 because she was is she was she eighteen yet like she shouldn't have power of attorney yet right like shouldn't it still be her parents' decision or no I think she was eighteen right? okay like yeah because they're because I feel like she wouldn't have been able to go to the gynecologist in the in the first On place without like, right yeah without a parent if she was under eighteen yeah um but like. You know, it, it like the, in the context, like it makes sense because she's being bullied. Her decision from her frame of mind, yeah. yeah. Her, like she her wants, she just wants everything to get back to normal. Yeah, like right? her identity has, like her choice was taken away, like pretty mm. much because of, um, because of all the bullying and also like she, like it with Gretchen, like when she found out that she was intersex, like it was from a very young age, and like no one knew about it. She didn't have to tell anybody. She didn't have to tell anybody. Like her, the only people who knew were like her parents and she had time to like really think about like her uh, sexuality, her gender and like go to school and learn about like gender, gender studies and even her identity. Right. Because like, I think part of it is Kristen, like for the 18 years of her life, identified as female, wanted to like, saw herself as female and saw that the testicles as something that's like foreign, right? It's like not female. So she, if if you get rid of it, it'll bring her one step closer to being what she was supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because like she yeah. finds out that like when when the doctor says like, oh, like like intersex women like like you, mm-hmm. they 
I they usually identify themselves as yeah. as as female and like you know she takes like when she first hears that she she immediately assumes like I am a girl yeah but she realizes later that it's not that concrete it's she has a hard time it's identification yeah. it's different for each person and like like it, it, yeah it she has a hard like, time like she has a hard time comprehending the phrases like identifying as a gender or like working through like living through a diagnosis right like um. She, like there, there were a lot of passages where she's kind of fixated on like what those words actually mean and not understanding. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, she she decides to have the surgery at mm. like at like with her doctor saying don't do this, <laughs> but you know like if this is like truly what you want, and if you read all of like yeah all the paperwork and understand the risks that you're taking, then okay, fine. Like this is your decision. We can't really stop you, but yeah. okay. Um, I mean, that is a little bit controversial, but I think in the context of the story and uh, Kristen's situation, like, I think we can understand why she made such I a mean, rash, uh, a rash decision, but... I, I think in terms of just how it serves the story, it makes sense why it was there, too. This is yeah. fiction, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as, like, accurate as, as, as it can be when it comes to, like, medical But stuff, I was still like, but, yeah, don't do that. Why, what are you doing? I was like, don't do it. You just found out that you were intersex, like, two weeks ago. Let's, like, let's slow down. <laughs> Um, Pump the brakes here. But she, but she gets the surgery, and you know she gets, and, and she kind of uses that as, as like, I don't want to say excuse, but like for lack of better words, she uses that as, as an excuse to not go back to school. Yeah, like because honestly, like the surgery is not that, um, like the surgery isn't going to make her bedridden for like a month. Like yeah. she can go back to school within a couple of days. <sighs> But she, but she doesn't, just, and yeah. she doesn't take her medication. She doesn't take her uh, estrogen pills. Yeah, I don't know why because it's. I, I guess it's just also part of her denial. Or yeah, it's her, part like, of denial. Yeah. I understand, but at the same time, I'm like, <laughs> it, like if personally, if I was having like side effects and I was just like being fatigued, and yeah. like there was medication that would like fix that for me. Then yeah, I would take it. Well, I mean, it, I guess but... it's, it's estrogen. So like, I mean, in her mind, probably she's still thinking I'm female. Like, I don't like, need I don't to need take this. Okay, estrogen, yeah. right? Um, and then yeah, like during her downtime, she ends up back at Sam's place because she. I mean, that's also a driving force of why she got the surgery because she wants to like make herself back into a girl so she can get back with her wife. Like, getting back with Sam was like a big driving factor mm-hmm. in a lot of her like more brash decisions. Which I really did not like. <laughs> it was really painful to read those parts. Mm. Uh, and it was like, why are you making your decisions based on, like, based on, like, your romantic relationship with your ex-boyfriend? Like, like the decision should be for yourself. But I guess you shouldn't look at Kristen's situation as, like, you're my role model. I mean, I've seen like, enough dumb teens in love to know that, like... <laughs> It's it's definitely the biggest was, deal in the world, probably. Definitely, her, her yeah. decisions like read read to me as like a cautionary tale. It's like don't do this, yeah. Rather than like oh, like do this, like yeah. this is, it's okay. Like like don't don't decide <laughs> to get major surgery because of your boyfriend. Yeah. Or... <laughs> well, and then she decides to uh, quit Facebook, which was probably the one of the first good decisions she makes. Okay, like I I have to mention that. The bullying is so different now compared to like when I went when I went to school. Yeah, definitely uh, when I went. Yeah, yeah, for like social like because Facebook didn't come out until 
Because for a while, Facebook was only for college students. Yeah. And it only became like open to high schoolers when back in like 2007, I think. So yeah, like I, I was already at the tail end of like, my <laughs> my high school years. And I joined Facebook in 2003 when it first became available to my college. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Facebook back then was pretty crude. So it wasn't like you can like Photoshop things and have. Well, it took like, a while until you can even put pictures up. Like at first, it was just your picture and like a wall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So like bullying has become, uh, like in my opinion, like 10 times worse because at least. Well, it's like, almost easier to get your like get stuff out, whether or not they're true or not. Yeah. Like, it's so easy to like. Because back back in the back in my day, like rumors were spread like face to face. Yeah, face to face. At the very least, on like forums that like only like maybe fifty percent of school went on because we didn't have internet back then. We had net zero, and we had to wait it until was AIM chat yeah. rooms. <laughs> like I had to like like yeah, people would create fake AIM screen names to go harass people, but you had to know their screen name as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Um... I think I, the reason why I say it's worse now because of cyberbullying mm. is because people you don't even know are gaining access to your information. And most of the time, it's false information. And yeah. it's just so easy to, uh, to like tarnish people's reputations before they even fully develop as a person. Because now I am so glad that I did not go to high school when like <laughs> Instagram was a thing because, oh my God, like, like the yeah. the difference in like standards is just like oh like like you know what people are doing all the time and like that's really frightening because that's easy to uh, make someone an outcast because it's just like oh you weren't at this party or like oh like like you're um I just think it's just it, it's really frightening at this frightening to think about the speed that which information is getting like passed along because <laughs> even with like rumors like face-to-face rumors it mm. takes time for that rumor to yeah. to actually do some damage and it's like isolated within like social groups yeah with right? social groups so like so. if you don't care what that social group thinks yeah and there's no there's no way that social group will like you know tell other people like it's isolated it's like it's quarantined yeah and also it's just um like you get bullied at school and then you come home and it's kind of almost like a safe haven without the internet. But yeah. once the internet is there, it's like, and you're, it's always on now. It's always and on it's, now. Yeah. And also you can't delete stuff from the internet. Like that is like <laughs> on your permanent record. That's terrifying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, um, she closes her Facebook account and then basically like, like we said, the latter half of the book is basically her putting her life back together and kind of realizing where she has support, realizing where she can find confidence in herself. Um, because uh, a lot of it is like, she's always seen herself through being a part of her, like her friend group, her like three amigos. Yeah. Or amigas, I guess like a major event during, during that time is her like going out on her own for the first time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, after the surgery. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like getting dolled up and like going to a bar and like picking up a dude who comes back later. Um, yeah, like, uh, like we hear from Gretchen, her mentor, her mm-hmm. intersex mentor, that a lot of a lot of intersex women, when they find out their diagnosis, like right after they try to prove their femininity, whether it's like getting like dolled up or yeah. uh, like making out with a guy or or something, they like they do it so they feel more feminine. But she says, I think I, I have the quote right here: "The biggest difference between boys and girls is how people treat them." So, mm. like. Like, 
she's trying to explain to Kristen like like this idea of like what a girl should be it's oh. it's just how people treat them like yeah yeah so like if you think you're a girl you're a girl and that doesn't mean that you have to like prove it by <laughs> by like going to a bar and making out with a stranger also i found that really creepy i was like it's like you're 17 18 years old like what are you doing like going to a club by <laughs> yourself with and like trying to be with a guy that I you don't know. I was embracing myself because that's like a bad, like, there's no... It's how murders happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she and then she um, she starts working at a clinic um, mainly to get to um, avoid her friends, who she still thinks betrayed her. Well, like, her school is just like, oh, in order to graduate, you need to do this many, like, community service hours. Yeah. And, like, the community service that she originally was a part of was... was with her friends. With with her friends. And that was, like, a, that was like a big brothers and big, big, brother, si- big sister. Yeah, yeah, big sister. So she's just like, okay, what can I do that is far away from the school, from yeah. everybody else that I know? And, like, she picks the clinic, which is, like, in... The in, free clinic in, like, the the wrong quote-unquote wrong, wrong side, side of, of the neighborhood yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like a very like underfunded cl- clinic and yeah yeah um but yeah I, I would say like after her surgery it's definitely like a stage in Kristen's life where if i strip away all the things that are outside of just me like then who am i like mm-hmm. you're trying to find out your identity without like associating yourself with other people or <laughs> even associating yourself with other things. Like if you take away track, like yeah. what, like what kind of person am I? And, um, that's something that her therapist brings up and also yay therapy. Oh my <laughs> God. Like it's like, it, it made me like, it was, it was so refreshing to like see a therapist that was actually good yeah. <laughs> in a book. Cause it's just like ther- therapists get such a bad rep. And a lot of people say like, Oh, I don't need to go see a shrink. Like why, yeah. why should I go like, um, talk to them about my problems or whatever? Like I can figure things out on my own. It's a waste of money, whatever. As someone who like did therapy for a number of years, like, no, like, go to therapy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, even Kristen at first was like, I don't want to be one of those people who, like, has to go to therapy. Yeah, like, there's, like, something, like, shameful about it. But yeah. I really liked how her therapist really, uh, like, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going to listen to your problems. It was it was really nice that, like, her therapist was actually good. And, she was like, active. She was, like, asking Like, she was questions. very active, yeah. asking questions and, like, like, giving her homework. And, yeah, which is why, like, I feel like this book does a really good job, like, kind of highlighting what support people in this situations can have and what a good, what like what a good therapist looks like. So that, you know, like if you have a shitty one, they can change it. it. Like, it was really nice that like, like her, um, like her surgeon mm-hmm. was just like, you need to go see a therapist. Like this is <laughs> like, just because you fix like quote unquote fix, like your, you take care of your physical self. doesn't mean that you're okay. Yeah. You really need to take care of your mental health as well. And then she also finds support in, I guess, her Darren, who's kind of the um, the actual love interest of the book. Um, who uh, I guess the character was his mom dated her dad for a while. Yeah, yeah. Her and like they kind of set him up as like a kindred soul, a kindred spirit, mm-hmm. because his dad had come out as gay, like. X amount of years into the marriage and kind of became like the town scandal and he had to deal with his stuff. So that, that was one of the things that they kind of bonded over was 
seeing a therapist because he had to see one too for yeah. his for his issues, like reconciling his his father's homosexuality. Yeah, yeah. And like uh, Darren says, like a really uh, poignant quote too. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, love isn't a choice. Uh, we fall for the person, not the chromos- chromosomes. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really, <laughs> really true because you know, like, I I think it was. I really like Darren as a character, but I really didn't like him as a love interest. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, he was kind of like one of those like cool nerd dudes that like I can like relate to. And he ran cross country, which I also did. So go cross country bros. But I just I I just felt like the I, I mean we're jumping ahead. I really didn't want to like start criticizing <laughs> the book until like much later on in this episode. But I guess because I brought it up, I mean I'll we're already pretty far in. So. Yeah, like I really did not like him as the love interest. I it was too convenient. I thought. Yeah, like, like I don't know. I just I like he had a girlfriend. And then the girlfriend dumps him because she's like, oh, I know you like Kristen. And I'm just like, really? Like, that? that is so... I So, okay, I like him as a love interest, but I feel like in, like, the future book of this series or something, like, maybe in college or, like, reconnecting afterwards, or, like, maybe they go to the same college and they, like, bond there. Or, I don't know. Like, I, I liked him as a... I liked him as a as a foil not the foil I, I liked him as a companion for Kristen I can see how they would end up together potentially mm-hmm. I just yeah I felt like putting together like right before the end of the book was like honestly <laughs> I, I think I, I think like Kristen as a character she needed a friend more than like a new boyfriend yeah and that's why I was like a little bit disappointed that it was like oh like boyfriend <laughs> now like it would have been better if they I mean they were dropping hints like throughout the entire book, I though. know but it just I I was like this is unnecessary <laughs> but I I respect it okay like yeah. it, it was a creative choice and I understand like why the author decided yeah. to to go that route but um speaking of good friends yeah okay let's talk about her two friends V and Faith because right. like we find out some pretty so yeah so surprising news in in the third act I think we find out that well so um, so she decides to go on her on her own and just, just drive. I think was she trying to plan to go to the club or I don't know what she was planning. To oh, do. you mean when uh, she when she, she confronts sees, them? Okay, yeah. when she confronts them. Okay, I remember this. Um, so she had turned down a she had turned down an invite to go watch the new James Bond movie. Yeah, she right. turned up. So it was like Darren's group of friends, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Oh, I don't want." Like she's like, "Well, I don't really." want to go but at the same time like when she was at home like all of her family members they had their own plans and she's like i'm not gonna stay home by myself like on on like a friday night it's just sad so she gets dressed up and she decides to go uh go to a club by herself and Mm -hmm. that's when she sees v and And faith Faith in line for the first time in like weeks yeah and so she decides to confront them again because she doesn't want like V, she wants V to apologize for telling everybody, and then we find out that it was actually Faith that told Sam, yeah, and that Faith was like, in, there's some hints on it. There was some foreshadowing about that too in like previous um, interactions, um, but yeah, Faith was like 
basically like afraid that she'd be bad. So she didn't tell her and blah, blah, blah. Like it's like really like kind of. Yeah. Like she, like when she finds BS, out yeah. that, that Kristen is intersex, she calls Sam yeah. thinking that he already knows about her condition, but it turns out he doesn't. Yeah. And that's Which, how the rumor gets spread. I mean, Although it's not very clear on like. Why she called Sam? Why would she call Sam? Well, I understand like calling Sam, like calling your friend's boyfriend, but like I. Also, yeah. How did Sam tell like why would he tell i just don't know school. how the school found out yeah and like how like the cyber i was trying to figure this so out because the only reason the only the only logical reason i can think of is that the school finding out came from v or it came from sam maybe sam posted something on facebook and then took it down but then everyone saw it or i don't know There's i feel like, i feel like okay so like so what i think is like Faith, Faith called Sam, mm-hmm. thinking that like Sam is traumatized because he like had sex with with a dude, but yeah. like you know she doesn't have the correct information, and you know Sam doesn't know, and then he finds out. He tells his friends, and as we know, his friends are kind of dick bags. Yeah, and um, but his friends include Bruce. Well, this is one. So there's there are two plot holes. Oh, that I saw. Pl- plot holes. No, there, there are two things that I, I don't understand. Okay. Okay. Um, so one thing is, well, not plot holes. Hey, there's two things that there was one thing that I wanted that I would have liked to see more of, which was like in the end, like they the the, the trio makes up her her and her BFFs make up, and then V like is characterized as a as a like oh I always knew you were gonna get over it, and now that you're over it, we can all be friends again, which like. Also, is a little convenient, but at the same time, I would have liked to have kind of had some glimpse into like how she dealt with everything. Like, how does she deal with her boyfriend Bruce, the quarterback, being a jerk to yeah, a jerk her best to friend, her best friend, best friend that she's known like, for eighteen years. Yeah, like it would have been nice to see like, oh, I, I broke up with that dick, or I guess I want to see some more proof that she's this like all knowing friend that she's characterized as like this like kind of too cool for school. Like, I knew you would come back eventually. Um, the other thing is not not okay, not a plot hole, but like when when Kristen meets like runs to Sam's house and meets her mom, and like realizes her mom doesn't know, wouldn't that have been like the exonerating like event that like V didn't V's mom didn't tell her mom? Yeah, yeah, I think that would have been like maybe I'm just like playing like 3D level chess in like a <laughs> a checkers type situation here, but but like um. I mean, I think you brought up like really good points because I, <laughs> I actually thought of those things too while I was reading it. But uh, aside from those points, um, when she's confronting her friends and she finds out that Faith Faith was the one, Faith was the source yeah. of, of the leak. But like Faith is just like, I'm so sorry. Like I like I didn't mean to. Like forgiveness is earned so quickly, and <laughs> and actually like. I mean, I know that's a good thing. Like, forgiveness is a really big theme in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, in order to, like, move forward, you need to, like... In in order to, like, um, really empathize with people, like, you need to forgive them first. And, yeah. like, like, I understand that that is a theme. But, oh, my God, like, going through <laughs> that much crap in school, like, I would not be able to easily forgive my friend that way. And also, like... Well, it's faith, you know. It's just faith. Oh, like she's always like that. And also, like I, how can be mad at her? Uh, <laughs> um, and also just like with um, I forgot what I was gonna say. Something about V. Oh man, no. I I honestly didn't understand. 
why, why they were friends. They were friends. But... Well, they've been friends since they were babies. I guess. I guess like the resolution to like. I think it's one of those things where like maybe it's better if we don't dig too deep into no, this. No, okay. Like what I didn't under okay, like I would understand if they were like maybe like fourteen or fifteen years old because like I think you are able to like patch things up pretty quickly. Right. But like when you're like 18 years old, I, I think it's really hard to forgive people for things of that scale. Mm. I feel like there should have been more time. Yeah. Um, but like we didn't get that time. We were towards well, also, the end of the book. Like you never see any like, well, you see over amounts of sympathy from faith, but you never see any sympathy from. Yeah. V. You don't really see any sympathy from V right. so or empathy. Yeah. Or empathy. And yeah. like, also, like I was really, I was really bothered when when like they're in the car and they're like talking about how like V and Faith are like, you've been just locking yourself in your house and being a recluse. Like yeah. you need to you need to get over yourself. Like what would your mom say? Like I had really big issues with that, mm. mainly because I replaced uh, like Kristen's medical medical condition with my medical condition and I'm just like oh my god if my friends came up to me and just like oh you've been locking yourself up in the house because like you're depressed and like you need to just get over yourself like yeah. move on with life like that is I, I think that's putting pressure in the wrong way it's that's not, not it's not positive to, yeah. it's not encouraging and um actually I've I, I've had like I've departed away from friendships that have done that to me where they're like, oh, like you need to get over yourself. Mm. Like, so what? Like, like, like whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I'm just like, fuck you. Like, <laughs> like whatever doesn't kill you, like almost kills you. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's that quote that Darren said? Who's just like, oh, don't you wish that that like that you can punch the person who who made up the quote sticks and stones may break my bones but words yeah. will never hurt me i'm just like yeah i really do wish i could punch someone well there's who, a lot of those like like the whole like pain is weakness leaving the body like oh i remember oh my that God. bullshit like, like uh, that how is, to train harder high school stuff that's it, it's just so much like it, it's crap it's unhealthy and i and that's what i thought about that resolution i was like mm. it's unhealthy I don't think her friends were supporting her in the way that they should have been. But also, I like I understand you're in high school, so yeah, like, relationships aren't fully like they're not there yet. I feel maturity. like I feel like the relationships she she built with Gretchen and with her like the support group that she builds, like at some point, I feel like that becomes stronger than like. Did she really need this like? old support group i guess it it doesn't doesn't hurt to have your friends support you but like yeah it felt like she probably could have been fine with with or without that being resolved right i mean one thing i probably would have liked to see liked to have seen more was like you know she finds out that gretchen her intersex mentor is a lesbian Mm -hmm. And she was, like, she assumed that she was straight, like, yeah. right off the bat. And she's, like, oh, I'm so sorry that, I, like, I assumed that. I I thought, like, maybe Kristen would explore her sexuality more because she is in such a confused state. I mm. thought she would ask Gretchen more questions or at least or at least try to experiment herself. But, um, I mean, I get it, like. Like you, yeah. you only have so much time in like a YA book, and you have, and like there were already so many things happening in this book. I so. feel like if there was a sequel to none of the above, that would probably be part of it. Kind of like the yeah. further exploration of being intersex in a more like in college, right? In the, in the college, like we said, like in the college, yeah. um, new, like liberal college environment where 
like you can find out you find out a lot more about yourself, who you are, and yeah. what your wants and needs, and you're you're more open to accepting that. Yeah. Or potentially, not always. I mean, we we mentioned that dude that she meets at the bar for the first time after she had her. Uh, yeah, that's our like climax scene. That's our that's yeah. our climax scene, and I and I don't know about you, Marvin, but I was really uncomfortable reading that that scene. It was like the guy was just such a huge jerk, and that scene was it was very like it was very violent. Very it was it was very violent. Yeah, yeah like. I mean, I. So basically, the scene is the the guy she picks up on her one night, um, in the club. She runs into him again at a at another club at a at a concert, right? Or like a. It was, it was, like, a, it was a, like a concert, like an EDM concert yeah. or something. And then he like pieces it together that she's she's Kristen Latimer, the you know the intersex person from the high school that his younger sister, I guess, runs against. Yeah. Um, and then he starts just being like just the biggest jerk. Like, let me see your penis. Like, where are you hiding it? And like, just starting like ripping her yeah, clothes like, off. And it it seemed really like cartoony, but at the same time, I'm like, no, like this actually. You happens. hear stories you about like, yeah, like, people, yeah. Like, he, she, he takes her out into the alley and like pretty much just like beats her up. Yeah. Right. Okay. So like. That was really uncomfortable, and the and the thing is, like, you should be uncomfortable yeah. reading this book. Like, it, it teaches you that 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 kind of behavior is not okay. And I, I'm really glad that uh, Gregorio wrote that in. Mm-hmm. But what I was really upset about in that scene was Darren shows up for shows up as like a white knight to <laughs> to uh, rescue her, and I was like, dude, what about the people who she came with? Like, what about Gretchen and like her girlfriend? Like, they should have been the ones who like like got her out of that situation but yeah like maybe they sh- should have noticed that she wasn't with them anymore and well no because how didn't um she was um her wingman left her right with the guy yeah yeah gretchen's girlfriend yeah. i guess they should have probably paid attention to her since they were setting her up with random dudes she just kind of disappeared and yeah. i was just like wait like what <laughs> Like you're like I'm, I'm guessing that Gretchen's girlfriend. I, I think her name was like Julie, Julia, Julian. I I don't remember. I don't remember something with the, with with a J. Um, but like you're in your twenties, right? Yeah. Like, and you're leaving a girl alone in a bar with a stranger. Like you're not even gonna like. Yeah, like, isn't there some sort yeah, of like, like kind of like protection like protocol or something going on? Or yeah, I don't know. I don't, like I, I mean I'm not the type to like go to clubs or bars but like back in my day like <laughs> like like you know I like I went to school in Manhattan and like I would go to bars with my with my girlfriends and there would be situations where like they you know they want to like separate you yeah, or like pull you aside or yeah they like they, they like they want to like hook up right mm-hmm. I would never just leave them by themselves I would probably like like keep a good eye on them because you're like intoxicated and there's like so many things can go wrong it's just like i i yeah. just think that <laughs> like if you go with a group of girls chances are they're not going to leave you by yourself like yeah, yeah. no like yeah or you so, at least yeah. do some like like vetting it just seems like gretchen's girlfriend was just like oh cute guy okay i'm gonna leave now like she didn't vet the guy at all and it was like that was a little bit upsetting but that's true yeah um but yeah so she 
gets through. She um, she gets. I mean, she does not only get res. She doesn't really get rescued by Darren, right? Because he doesn't really like. He's kind of ineffectual, isn't he? Or, um, well, Darren comes out. Yeah. And you know the guy stops like tearing her clothes because he's like distracted, and mm-hmm. then uh, Kristen kicks him in the nuts. And yeah. That is like how that situation is right. resolved. <laughs> um. Um, and then, but I like, guess that's the night that he tells her that like he's in love with her. She's okay. Let's just like, not talk about that. Let's just <laughs> skip. Okay, like okay, no. So, um, but um, she like her dad finds out that. Uh, well, one, he finds out that she's been being bullied in school, and that's why she doesn't want to go back to school. Yeah. Um, but this, but I think we talked talk, talked a lot about her bullying already. Yeah. So I'm just gonna move on. But he uh, he finds out that it's kind of illegal for her to be taken off of the track team because of yeah. her intersex status, and you know she's able to go back onto the track team because of that. Mm-hmm. And um, well, also um, it also makes makes it so that she doesn't she won't lose her scholarship. Yeah, she won't lose her scholarship. Yeah, but um, I think we'd be remiss to like not mention uh, the main example. Of an inter- an, an intersex runner mm-hmm. in this book, so like uh, they th- they make a lot of references to uh, Castor Semenya. Yeah, uh, she was a runner from South Africa, and she was the 2016 uh, gold medalist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it was back in like 2009, 2010. Like uh, she had to go through a gender verification test, mm-hmm. and they found out that she was intersex, and she had to halt all of her uh, running events. Yeah, yeah. And like, I was actually really shocked by by some of the facts I learned. Like how, like they would have to like athletes would have to walk out naked, and and like like they would get hit in the in like the pelvis area to 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 see if like they're they're a guy or not and mm-hmm. i was like that's like that was a little bit uh um I, w- I was shocked i learned a lot yeah i mean that was one of the big i know one of the cases they kind of brought up again and again just because of the um her her identity as a, as a runner as well um so like after the after the attack um, she kind of, I forgot, how, how does she get back, how does she come to the decision to go back to school? Like, like, there's a moment where she just decides that she's ready to go back, right? And mm. was it that Darren gives her the strength to, like, face her demons, or was there something else? Well, the ending, the ending of the, uh, ending of the book is that she makes a new profile, mm-hmm. uh, a new Facebook profile, yeah. and, like... And she tells her friends that she to pick her up for school the next day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like she she's made like a new Facebook profile because like Gretchen was like you like had to um, because she was bullied a lot of her choices on like who she is like mm-hmm. that was taken away. So she's saying like well one way you can like reclaim your identity is to like kind of sever the really toxic relationships yeah. and. And, uh, you know, she gets, like, all of her old photos back on, back from her previous Facebook uh, profile. And then she, and then she, like, makes a new one. And I don't really know what, if there is, like, one specific event that makes her want to go back to school. 
I guess I think it's, it's just, like, yeah, it's a culmination of all her. Like, one, she's not going to lose her track scholarship. Mm-hmm. And in order to keep that, she needs to go back to school. Yeah, and she's over Darren. No, she's over Sam. She's over Sam now that she has Darren. She has, fr- she has her two former... Best friends back. Yeah. And she has her support. Yeah, life is good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess, uh, overall... What did you think? I mean, did do you read a lot of LGBTQ uh, novels? I guess not really. I don't. It's not something I seek out. Um, I mean, I've read like think pieces. And, yeah, like, like I've read form think articles. pieces and essays and yeah. long form. And like you know, I've learned from talking to my friends who are LGBTQ. Um, but I don't. I think this, this is the first novel that I've. I mean, I've watched movies. You know. Yeah. Like. Uh, like uh, our friend under arms on Spa Night, you can watch on Netflix, and things and movies like that, like Moonlight, and you know. Um, but yeah, this is the, for my first time reading a novel like this, and um, I mean, like I said, I, I enjoyed the book. Like once it got, once the the central conflict got going, it was hard to put down because like, you get invested in like her, you know, not being so hard on herself, and you know, like what's going to happen with her and her. Her friends and her her relationships and it's definitely a very it was a very easy book to read like i, I got through it in like a, a little over a day yeah yeah i read this in a day too and um i don't know if it was because it was like quote-unquote easy to read mm-hmm. but for me it was just like i need to just get through this this is really hard because <laughs> like cuz like, like a big chunk of the book is on like discrimination and yeah. on bullying and and i mean like, the subject matter was definitely definitely tough um i was just seeing us I, I was um i say easy to read more as like the the the, the narrative the, the really prose flowed was yeah the, a, yeah, the yeah. prose was a, like a lot easier than uh, yeah. than like i guess like adult literary novels and it makes sense it's YA. But um, yeah, like when I when I told Dan uh, like the logline for this book, he was like, "Are you gonna be okay?" Because yeah, because like I like I've gone through a lot of like really serious bullying mm. growing up, and he was just like, "Are you okay? Like, are like will you like will this trigger a lot of uh, mm. of lo- a lot of bad memories?" And that's like one reason why I have not watched 13 reasons why yeah like i will i will probably never watch that show um because it's just there's a lot of triggering factors to it and so like i i guess like for me like i was like i need to read through this quickly because like a lot a lot of like the discrimination that was like in the book it it, it was just like yeah yeah it, it was bad so i was just like i need i just need to get <laughs> to the end like run like yeah well i mean in the end i'm I'm glad i read it yeah um even with you know the the i mean it sounds like we were like really down on the whole the romance stuff in here but um from my perspective it's more just because well the romance like, wasn't like the heart of the book it yeah it was, wasn't the heart it of the was book. really not the meat of the book and that's why I, that's why i'm like upset about it but <laughs> no and, and for me it's more like i it's, you know like i guess that kind of stuff just seems cheesy to me i don't know um but yeah thanks to iw gregorio for writing a great book uh, for putting the story on the paper and like, i'm sure you've i'm sure the author has gotten a lot of like good great feedback from yeah from people if you if you want to learn more about like 
um, about intersexuality, I would definitely go check out I.W. Gregorio's uh, website. Mm-hmm. If you just type in her name, like you'll it'll be like the first uh, result. But she, on her website, she has like links, uh, links to like medical uh, statistics and also like videos. So uh, if you want to learn more about the topic, definitely go check that out. Awesome. Um, also, she is the she's one of the founding members of We Need Diverse Books. Right, which is uh, so. Yeah. Yeah, like she's definitely um, like a big supporter of having <laughs> having not just uh, Asian American voices in literature, but also like you know LGBTQIA and disabled people. So yeah, it's like you know intersectionality. Like please support <laughs> other minorities and marginalized voices in literature. It's it's really important. Speaking of, we need diverse books. Um, Reaver, what's our book pick for the month of July? Oh, give me a second. So our book for July will be Exit West by Mohsen Hamid, and it's adult literary fiction. Okay. And it's fairly new. It came out at the end of 2016, so I think it's still in hardcover, but I'm sure um, you can get it at a discount somewhere. Cool. What's it about? In the book jacket says, in a, in a country teetering on the brink of civil war, two young people meet. They embark on a furtive love affair and are soon cloistered in a premature intimacy by the unrest roiling in their city. When it explodes, turning familiar streets into a patchwork of checkpoints and bomb blasts, they begin to hear whispers about doors, doors that can whisk people far away, if perilously and for a price. As the violence escalates, uh, the couple decide that they no longer have a choice. Leaving their homeland and their old lives behind, they find a door and step through. So magical realism, okay, in like a civil war torn country. Sounds cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Very to read different it. from this book. <laughs> um, you can catch. We'll put a link to this um, to the book on our Books and Boba bookstore, which you can find um, a link to in the show notes. Uh, it's our Amazon affiliate store where you can purchase books featured on our podcast and um, send like a couple cents our way. Um, any purchase is greatly appreciated and thank you for being supporters of our podcast uh, one more thing before we go if you have any further discussion for the this book or any of our other book picks um, you can always um, do you can always um, you can always post to our Goodreads forums um, go to goodreads.com and join the books and boba group um, there we can there we can further discuss our books and also you know if you have any book suggestions or questions for uh, myself or Rira, um, please um, please let us know. Um, yeah, like literally it can be any book questions, like <laughs> on how to organize a bookshelf to like recommending books to people, yeah. like anything. Send us send us tweets. Yeah. And on that note, um, that'll do it for this episode of Books and Boba. I hope you enjoyed our discussion of I.W. Gregorio's None of the Above. Um, we'll see you next time. This episode of Books and Boba was hosted by Marvin Yue and Rira Yu and produced and edited by Marvin Yue. For further discussion on the books covered at Books and Boba, please visit our Goodreads forum. You can find the link on our Facebook page at Books and Boba, as well as by searching for the group Books and Boba on Goodreads.com. Don't forget you can purchase your monthly Books and Boba book pick as well as other books mentioned on the podcast by going to the Books and Boba bookstore at bit.ly slash boba books. Books and Boba is also a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective. 
a brand new collective of Asian American podcasts and podcasters. You can learn more about the collective as well as check out our founding slate of programs by visiting the website www.podcastpotluck.com. If you like this podcast, check out the newest show from the Potluck Podcast Collective. Hello, and welcome to the creatively named Korean drama podcast, where we are watching the hit drama Boys Over Flowers and talking about it with uh, a few friends. Yeah. Like, they're just very rich and they're beautiful, right? Yeah. The entire first episode, I feel like, mostly features them walking through doorways or <laughs> yeah, walking into right. place, right? right. People yeah. are screaming and they're walking. That's the only thing that those four guys do practically yeah. the entire episode. Who, at this Boys point, of watching this drama in episode two, would ever be like, Tandi and, and Permboy need to be together at this I point, right? I'd know. be like, I detest this guy. Yeah. You know, I kind of I'm rooting for her and Ringo <laughs> at this point. Ringo needs some I love. Like, yeah. I like pottery guy. All right, what did I get myself into? <laughs> um, You're committed. I'm com- I'm very committed, you guys. New episodes of the Korean drama podcast drop every Tuesday at podcastpotluck.com.